listening to Business Banter Podcast live from wherever Conrad's Yerba Mate addiction takes us to. The only show with truly unfiltered behind-the-scenes business talk. You're here, my dear listener, as an entrepreneur who's craving knowledge and advice. But whichever way you go, you either fall asleep or your bullshit detector goes off. Besides raw business talk and interviews with experts, you can expect us to spice things up a bit and throw in a touch of banter into the podcasting blunder. Real everyman's talk on topics ranging from China taking over the world to how can I replace coffee in my diet? You probably know the answer to that one. Be warned, no political correctness in this house. Enjoy the ride. Beautiful Tuesday afternoon, early afternoon. Uh, probably when I release it, it's gonna be a different day. But anyway, today from my side, we're gonna do a, something a little different. Uh, as we're gonna do a book summary of John Carlton, who is a famous um, one of those dinosaurs of marketing and copywriting. Uh, maybe some of you guys have not heard about him, but he's one. I read two of his book. And they are simply a gold mine. So I wanted to uh, basically make a summary. It's going to be most likely I'm going to record a second part because there's so many golden nuggets that uh, then the, this episode would be just too long uh, for this format. Uh, and what you can expect is basically it's going to be a, a bit of like fro- me throwing out ideas and going deeper into some of them. Uh, and not going deep into into some of them, just like throwing them out. Uh, maybe the, the, some of them stick in your mind like they did uh, in my mind. And, um, you know, hopefully you will take away some of these ideas and thoughts and how, you know, how to basically improve both your copyright and marketing, but also your life. Because the book, uh, the two books that this is based upon, it's basically, it's called Entrepreneur's Guide to Getting Your Shit Together. Uh, so it's mostly aimed at entrepreneurs, but I would say if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're still a freelancer, that still applies very well because that kind of uh, gives you some kind of perspective on how to go from where you are to maybe some uh, something more of a business owner. And how to, in general, you know, get out of more out of life and your hours. Um, yeah, and basically the reason I'm recording it right now is because we have no power electricity for uh, four hours here in Vietnam. They just cut it off. Uh, I don't know if it's the reason of the quarantine or others, but I thought this is a perfect time to go for something like this. Super sunny. I have Yerba with me, uh, you know. I should I should share with you guys one day, like what's the story with Yerba, like how did they discover it? Obviously, it's now it's it's not like super niche thing, but I have a story uh, to tell about it. So I think that this is this is my new idea. So I'll definitely make one episode about that. But let's get straight into it into the John Carlton book summary, uh, where we go through the points. Uh, so yeah, basically the number one, they are not in, in no particular order. So don't expect them to be in some form of structure because I don't even know how you would go about structuring them because they are kind of like a bit of marketing, a bit of copywriting, a bit of life, a bit of like mentality, a bit of health even. Um, 
So basically the, the number one, and I really love this one, it's learn to be the guy who said where, who said, who is where he said he will be when he said he will be having done what he said he would do. Let that sink in for a moment. Okay. Um, I don't think we have to really go deep into this one. Basically, the takeaway is be super reliable. Why? Because most people are not. And this is how you can separate yourself. When you say something, you, you when you say you will do something, do it and do it on time and do it properly like you said you'd do. Obviously, sometimes there's going to be exceptions, but try to be that person because people just basically love these kind of people. People love reliable people. People love consistency. People love to see that in, in a person. So that, that really resonated with me. I think it's one because of the principle and two, the way he put it. Like learn to be the guy who said, who is where he said he, he will be when he said he will be having done what he said he would do. Beautifully said. And I think this is where we'll leave with this point. Um, the second one I have is basically in your work, when you're an entrepreneur, you guys probably resonate. You work insanely hard and you also probably try to work smart uh, on top of it because that's how you get from being a freelancer to business owner to then maybe an investor is to try to apply principles, leverages, and you try to squeeze out most. But uh, what I took away from John Carlton and I think I resonate very well is, is, is you need also some off time and you really need to kind of plan it out or schedule it. And um, two thoughts from here are basically try to get at least four plus um, days in a row each month of free time. Uh, for myself, I don't know. Right now, I, I've applied the Sundays off rule. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's worth it to test it out against uh, something more of a, okay, you don't take Sundays off, but each month you, you do like a, a longer uh, off session of like four or five days in a row. Um, that's, I think, worth testing. So, so I will definitely report back on that if that makes sense. And also his second thought is like three to six months of doing whatever the fuck you want to do a year, in a year. So I don't know, th this is quite radical. Uh, but I think once you get to the top and you really want to like maximize your brain power and what you're able to do and be like super intense when you work and like get so much done, I think this is this is this is this is when it really applies because this is where you can do things in waves like you can you know put like you know 6 to 9 months of like insane work and then you take like 3 4 or 5 months off where you just do whatever you you kind of wanted to do on the off day like realize some hobbies travel do crazy things you know just just have fun and then I think and I think my takeaway from this is that you want to do it on mi micro and like a, a bigger scale on the micro scale and like a, a, a macro scale. So you want to do it on like monthly, weekly basis, but you also want to do it on like yearly basis to have those, you know, you guys know everything comes in waves. It's up and down. So I think this kind of applies. So this is, I think, kind of John's touch on the fact that life, life is supposed to be that way. They should go hard and then. Uh, that's actually uh, one of the other thoughts. It's like work hard, play hard. 
And this one I really resonate with um, because he said like work hard, play hard. Uh, because the key, the key to living deep life is total immersion. And the way you do, you, you go about it is basically when you work, you work hard, you do nothing, but you go intense, you go deep, you focus. And then when you, then there's time is off, either it's an evening of that day or either it's the, the few days that you scheduled each, each month or week that you want to take off, uh, or it's the, the time of the year that you want to take off, then, then just, go crazy with the fun just do crazy stuff uh you know have fun drink beer i don't know smoke weed do whatever you want but and i see this is a pattern with like really uh you know getting shit done entrepreneurs and people on a high level that they when they work they work super hard but when they play so when they you know when they take time off they, they really uh make the best out of it and i think this is a key to just um, try to find this, not to try to find balance, but to try to actually go really hard in this way or this way. Um, another thought. So we, we jump, as I said, we are going to jump. So next one is schedule aimless stuff outside of get it done business hours. So this kind of is goes together with what I was saying before. Uh, so, so I think I'm applying it now daily to like my business. So, okay, like from, when I morning wake up, there's like some thinking time uh, slash planning day, thinking about things. Then it's the, the block of like, let's say from eight or nine to uh, late afternoon or evening where you just get shit done. And then from like, you know, later evening until you go to sleep, uh, you do some other things, you know, you, you need to, to sometimes do that, uh, what he calls aimless stuff. So, you know, maybe browse you know, respond to some people doing social media. Maybe talk with your cousin on the phone or call your family or check stocks. I don't know, some, some kind of bullshit like that. Watch some videos, cat videos, whatever you like to do. But don't mix it in. Do one and the other. And you see that it goes in one, in one theme, all of it. It's just like when you do something, do just that. So just like it, it, it kind of goes along of the, you know, s s not multitasking, but single tasking, which is funny because we are... I'm recording a podcast, which is usually aimed at multitaskers who are uh, doing driving at the same time as they're listening to podcasts and they are at the same time thinking about the business and then they are cooking and then they are also, I don't know, waving to some girl that's passing by in the, another car. Uh, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I guess sometimes it kind of works like that. Um, another one, uh, daily 10-minute sensory wash. That, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, I think he, what he means, I, I don't remember fully like what was his example, but I can tell you guys what, how I implemented this with my, uh, with my flatmate that I'm living with now, like housemate. We started because it's super hot here. And like you, you, even if with the AC, it's like you, you at some point in, in the day, you like just feel hot and you don't feel so fresh. And what I would do normally in Europe is is have like cold showers in the morning. I love cold showers, but here, you know, if you are living, if you live in in anywhere in place in the world where it's at least a bit hot, then it's not gonna be cold shower. It's gonna be like uh, mild temperature shower, which really doesn't give you anything. So what we are doing right now, and it's working super well, is we order uh, bags of ice, like huge bags of ice. In Vietnam, it's possible to get them quite easy. I don't know how it is in other parts of the world, 
Uh, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, and they are not too expensive. Like we pay for that, like I don't know, um, one dollar or something like that for for one bag, and then. Uh, we either we we now trying a different thing. So we we two two uh, do two things. So one is we go to a, uh, we put it in a tub together with like small amount of water, because the ice even if there's a lot of ice, it's still like if you put too much water, it's not gonna be cold enough, and you want the water to be like super cold. So like you can make it super intense. You go in for a few minutes, and it really gives you the boost. Or the other one is we sometimes now get like free bags, and you put it in like a s- small swimming pool, and we do the same. But the basic general idea, like tying it to the what John said, so sensor wash, it's like we get attacked with so many things like visuals, stim- what all kinds of stimulus, and then we work super hard and we, you know, the, we go deep, and we just like our minds and and sensors get exhausted. And the best way to do what I found, I, I don't know what are the other ways. I think one other way that's very common is meditation. But for those folks that are not really resonating with meditation, it really comes to them hard and maybe they want to try something else before they try their best with meditation or they give up at all at this idea of sensory wash try the ice baths oh man this is crazy like when you go into that there's no way you're gonna think about anything else and you just sit there and you try to not shake you just try to breathe calmly into your belly and you just try to listen to your body things around you and it comes super naturally in the cold because like it's impossible when it's cold enough and then after you get out of it like at the start you can start with like one minute 30 seconds then you can improve to a few minutes it's not a competition depends how you feel that day also uh, but in general like once once you get out of it it's like you feel so fresh it feels so so good and then uh, we do that now in the middle of the day around 3 to 4 p.m and then that gives us the energy for the rest of the day so not to stay too long on this point, uh, the next one is more of a copywriting one. So it's like rookie writers make awful assumptions about readers. And it basically ties to the fact um, of selling and the problem in general with copywriting sales is that we make a lot of assumption because now in the digital age, we don't talk to people enough. We just assume. Like we just think, we just look, but we don't actually talk to those people. So we think those people have these problems or this is what they resonate with, but it's actually not. And you would know that if you if you actually had a conversation with them. So do your research if you're a copywriter. Try if possible to even talk to the people, the possible people that you're writing for and try to really understand them. And then it's going to make so much easier writing because you're not gonna make stupid assumptions and you're not gonna you know write in the, in the words or in the language that's just like that the, these people don't re- they, they, they they don't that they resonate with so let's jump to the next one separate writing for clients uh, from writing as a teacher and this is a big one for me i i realized it um like, uh, like a month or two ago where where I, I'm a copywriter and I have some style of writing as like a personal style that I really enjoy and it's very like blunt, honest, funny. I realized that when you when you do copywriting also as a service or or like in your service there's like some copywriting included like in cold emailing whatever um, LinkedIn, then you wanna you wanna 
kind of separate those two like you want to obviously you want to put some personality in the in the emails or in the in the messages uh, or a copy that you write for your client but you don't want to make it your personality you don't want to confuse those two so keep my advice is keep your creative juices your personality for your own copy for your own linkedin posts content whatever and for your client keep that to a minimum the next one the style of writing, the way you should write the copy, you and me talking. It's just you and me talking, man. Just you and me talking. Imagine that. Repeat those words in your head when you're writing to you know some email message, whatever. Just like it's you and me talking. Casual. Remember that. So it, it, when you think about that, you would write differently. That's a big one. I love this one. Uh, next one. One caveat to this offer. Uh, this this is this is something I'm still implementing, but this is I think a really big one. If you can if you can get it right, it's basically you know every time now with all the offers, whatever marketing, there's like big bold promises, and the reason everyone does it is like you know this product can save you this much money, make you this, save you this much time, whatever, and and the reason that people do it because it works, but because the the bullshit meter as 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 I said or someone say it. It's really high when you do that. It's it's really oftentimes good to do like a takeaway to always like include. Okay, you get this, 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 but there's one caveat to this offer, and and and, and it's a quite a small thing, but 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 you know, I just I just want to let you know that this is not for everyone, and then you create some kind of one thing um, that, that it's like a requirement slash it's not, it just makes your product more real what you sell more real that because people, uh, a great example of that is airlines, cheap airlines. I heard about that is that cheap airlines that they had a struggled at the beginning because when people saw the prices of cheap airlines, they were like, man, these planes, they must be like, they must have a problem with engine. Like if we fly, we're probably going to die. So what cheap airlines did, they really put a huge emphasis on telling you and showing you like what you don't get. And now you get this like ridiculous thing where they like, okay, you don't get this seat. You you sit like a tuna in a can. Uh, you, you get marketed to like you have to wait in a queue. It's because they do it because it works in our psyche. It's like now we don't think that the, the reason for the price is... is uh, is is because the engine is is bad or you're gonna crash? Uh, it's because of all the other things. So remember that. Uh, next one. Never try to appeal to the largest audience possible with your copy or marketing. I don't think it needs a lot of explaining. So always try to select, um, select like one one part of the audience, like the 80-20, apply the 80-20 principle, basically, always to marketing copy. And when you write, you want to keep in mind only those that is going to, like, you know, that they would need what you're selling. Not not, not all those people that are going to read it. Only those. And then you're going to write differently or market differently. Next one. Use, um, that's only kind of ties to the fact that you and me talking. So use plain English, simple, simple uh, simple words, simple sentences, as if you were talking to your friend. So I think that John's John's kind of quote from the book was like, "Be generous enough to to your reader that you you write to them as if you were writing to your friend or a colleague or a family member." Um, 
let's jump to the next one you'll make mistakes but you're expected to learn from them quickly let that sink in for you guys entrepreneurs you are expected to make mistakes like you will make mistakes but you are expected to learn from them quickly it means fail forward it means you know fail quickly that's that's basically the gist and i heard from that that from a few really pe- few people that i really resonate with and john is also one of them uh, next one rookies get eaten alive lucky men run out of luck i will not go deeper into this one maybe that's gonna resonate with them um, learn to love and appreciate the short bursts, bursts of super focused disciplined work that's a big one that that's i'm i'm starting to realize that and i and i saw my friend the one that's also a a, a housemate he really is a big big i see him doing it it's not like he's talking about it but i see he really applies it heavily it's like he relaxes and then he has like an idea of what he wants to do and he goes heavy into it for like an hour or two and then he again like has a break he thinks about things and you know sometimes for like an hour or two or the breaks are, are varied but i notice he has those like bursts of hyper intense and hyper productive work and i've seen myself uh also like really actually the most productive in those birds and i started appreciate them very much like i really look forward to that like like i prepare i I jot down ideas and then i go super heavy like this podcast i was before that episode i was running through my notebook uh like even two notebooks and like going through all the notes that i made when i was uh, listening to the audiobook of john carlton And, and then i i was like okay i have this down and now I'm going to click record and this is going to be like one hour. And and after that, I'm going to be like super exhausted. Not like exhausted, I need to go to sleep, but I will need a break for like 15, 20 minutes. And, and then I will get back to it. And then you just like learn to love and appreciate it. Like you're looking forward to it. So um, if you haven't already started uh, doing it, then I really, I really I recommend that. Um, the next one, become the ethical hassler so i don't know if that needs many ex- much explanation so it kind of goes with the idea that like you shouldn't ever try to be shady and mislead people but at the same time you you want to keep the hustler part of you and you know what if you are a hustler you know what that means it means like it just being always on the edge and and just like trying to just figure things out before other fi- people figure it out and and use the opportunities when you see them by an ethical way so become the ethical hustler make that your 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 bumper sticker as Keith Cunningham would say and the last one I have to today is don't be afraid um, to admit you're wrong, but like, don't be afraid to be wrong, basically, but admit quickly. So, I mean, it's, this is quite self-explanatory. Like, just have courage. Like, have courage to be wrong and then admit quickly and course correct and repeat and repeat and repeat. And this is together with knowledge advisors mentors this is 
how you level up the fastest. So, ah, oh, that was an intense 23 minutes, guys. Oh my god, that went through fast. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm getting better at this. I hope, um, I hope this is this this episode was quite valuable. I don't know, like I'm trying things out basically. Uh, I really would appreciate some feedback uh, because I, I'm gonna try to throw in some like shorter episode, longer book summaries, interviews with expert, longer, shorter, um, you know, some off topics, banter, and, and you know, I I'm, I'm basically looking because I don't want to appear here throughout all this podcast as if I am the expert. I want to take you guys on the journey that I'm going through and take you with me so you guys can can have a partner on your uh, growth, entrepreneurial marketing journey of, of getting better. So, you know, so that's why, you know, I practice what I preach. So I'm going to test things out that that's what you need to do with marketing and and, and copywriting and, and, and business. You need to test things and see what sticks and you because why because you want to find the truth you don't want to have hypothesis you don't want to have assumptions you want to find the truth and the way you see fruit truth is, is basically you know you, you you create something and you see if it what's the response from people and uh and, and that's how you learn quickly like you like people don't have anything against you like you you are not the most important person in the world if if, if people don't watch and don't want to listen to it, it means maybe it's not good or, or that, that's a, that's not something people want so that's and then you shouldn't try to change everyone you just try to adjust yourself adjust your course adjust how you do things and with that ladies and gentlemen i leave you i leave you with uh, at um, this today's episode on john carton's book summary of entrepreneur's guide to getting your shit together this one is mostly taken from the volume two. Um, I will try to dig out notes from the volume one. And because I remember there were a lot of gold nuggets there. So I hope this will be valuable. And I will, you know, be in touch with you guys on the next podcast episode of Business and Banter. You've been listening to the Business Banter Podcast. If your immediate reaction after listening to this episode is either, fuck, that was some great advice, can't wait for more, where do I sign up? Or, man, I had the same idea in mind, but I assumed it's just me being weird. Thank you for sharing. Or, this bastard hurt my feelings, offended my delicate soul, and should be banned from the internet. Then, it means we're on the right track, doing God's work. In that case, please like, subscribe, and do whatever is allowed by technology to support this show. Make sure to also bookmark the podcast page, business-banter.com. If you'd like to voice your opinion, ask a question, or just want to connect, shoot us an email at conrad at killercoldemail.com. Until next time, my friend, stay vigilant.